0: Smoke on YouTube. You can tell it's another episode of Friends Talking Nerdy. Hey everybody, Hi. how you doing? This is Tim Jowlsman. With me, I have the Holiest of Holies. I have the Reverend Tracy. How are you doing?
1: Oh, you know, another day in the neighborhood. As far as you know, living life through a pandemic. I'm yeah. like the memes say. I'm tired of living through history. Uh, I am glad that like some things are over like politically things seem to have calmed down like just a skosh I feel comfortable moving on to different topics for February. So that makes me very excited. How about you.
0: Oh, same thing. I mean, that's the bad thing about the pandemic because it really feels like Groundhog Day in a lot of ways. The movie, just like you wake up and it feels just like the same day over and over again because you end up doing the same stuff. Um, recently, though, I have been trying to listen to a lot more Frank Zappa. Who's um, Frank I, Zappa? Seriously? You've never heard yeah, of Frank Zappa? I'm, I'm
1: mm-hmm. out of the loop. <laughs> wow.
0: Um he, I'll put it this way: He's one of the most hey, unique hey, music. Make hey, wherever- somebody
1: feel self-conscious about it. Why don't we? <laughs> My gosh!
0: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I. I No, it's just the usual response that uh, people. uh, I mean, you experience it too when you talk to younger people and they don't they don't understand a a common cultural thing from your time. Um, So it happens. But you know, Frank was a musician, um, had a band called the Mothers of Invention, and then went solo himself. Um, He's the most unique musician that has ever been. Um, If you listen to his music, you would think he was hardcore into drugs, but he wasn't. uh, Didn't take any drugs whatsoever Um, but just some of his music is trippy like uh, there's a song he did off of uh, uh, an album he did from 1973 called Dynamo Hum. Um, The whole premise is that these two sisters have a bet that a guy couldn't make one of them come (laughs) and so that's the song and uh, I don't know he's just he's, he's weird he's trippy he's bizarre a lot of his music I don't really care for but the world was Blessed by having a presence like him, he's he's just a unique character. I, I I would be shocked if you didn't recognize his face at some point. I I, I think you I think you would recognize him if you saw him. I think it's maybe a name to face type of deal, but he's definitely a unique character.
1: What was his name again? Because you know we have the Google magic. I, you'd be yes. surprised at how much I don't know Tim, or like how much <laughs> I've forgotten. Like never underestimate what this brain will data dump. Like if you give it the opportunity, I got to keep this. <laughs> computer <laughs> updated, or it just loses shit. Like.
0: Yeah. What's my name again? Um, Frank Zappa. Z-A-P-P-A. Yeah, he had other songs like uh, Don't Eat the Yellow Snow.
1: <laughs> oh my god, I, know, I do not know this person, but I want to, but it's funny because... <laughs> Yeah, he looks he looks interesting. I'm gonna have to like check this out. But so out of sight it looks like I don't know who it is. But you know what? Tune in next week. I'll try to check this out and then I will confirm whether or not I've ever heard of this person. <laughs>
0: Yes. Like I said, uh, don't feel bad if you don't care for his music because it's he's he's trippy. He's out there. Like um, one of his big influences was uh, like an an abstract classical composer. And he tried to adapt some of those techniques into rock music. Um, Like there's one song he did um, uh, off the album, I think it's called We're Only in it for the money called Help, I'm a Rock. And just like the main lyric is help, I'm a rock help, I'm a rock, help, just repeating that over and <laughs> over again. It's just crazy, and yeah, it's okay. fun. Frank's well, I mean,
1: to be fair, that sounds a little bit more up my alley, right? Like, some of, um, whenever we were on the regular, especially doing music reviews, like, I felt like any time I pick something, you're like, Tracy, what the fuck do you <laughs> listen to, man? Like, we've got Esperanto reggae, We've got uh, the postmodern <laughs> jukebox. What was the other one that we probably... Oh, any of the nerdcore stuff I brought yeah. you. Like, <laughs> Shape of well, the Dark Lord.
0: Well, Lex, <laughs> the lexicon artist was great, though.
1: And that came great out of that. And we still need to try to invite her back sometimes.
0: So. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Now that things have uh, settled down a bit, we'll definitely uh, yeah. do that. But um, what about you? How's your week been?
1: Well, my week's starting off great. My, my husband and I, I, I mean... Yeah, sure. I'll go ahead and talk about this snippet of it. But my husband and I decided for February, uh, we wanted to get back into the kind of some, we like phonetics. So it was either going to be fabulous for February or fit for February because we're really goddamn lame individuals. Like we really are. Uh, It's stupid how we are sometimes. So we decided fit for February, fabulous for February. And something I've really missed um, that I felt, one of the first things I felt taken away by the pandemic was running 5Ks. And I actually come from a history, um, I was told a long time ago, like, don't bother running because I have asthma. Like, as a kid, they sat me down and said, yeah, running, that's not going to be your bag. You should just not. Like, you're allergic to running, like, would a person allergic to bees go to a bee farm? No. Like, don't run. Yeah. Um, So that's, I always, like, felt like that was how it was. But I did eventually learn that I guess some people can train through this. And that was when I ran my first 8K, you know, not too long ago. And it was really cool because, you know, to to realize that I had that strength to do that all this time, like years of believing you couldn't do something. Right. Mm -hmm. And then uh, actually seeing being able to do it, like it was a physical manifestation of strength. Right. But uh, so I had done all of the cool like local 5Ks for the Parks and Rec um, because, you know, they were cheap. I'm not rolling in dough. And it also, you know, helped help the parks and rec. like that's a good cause so it's like cool i'm i'm doing a 5k so it's keeping me honest on doing this goal of running and shit like that so uh i wanted to get that back because all the 5 ks got canceled last year so i didn't get to do any of my summer fun runs and i've mm-hmm. been itching to do something so i i booted up a charity miles app which is something i've used before and i decided for february in this fitness time i was gonna jog every morning for of a nonprofit that I was going to pick. Uh, I wanted to pick something, you know, it being, you know, Black History Month. I wanted to pick something that at least, like, did something for, like, social issues and something like that. So, I I stumbled into do something.org and nice. I thought it was kind of nice. Yeah. Um. So, I've, I've used charity miles before, and I've never had the charity or the sponsors, because they hook you up with sponsors, like, Hope Foods is the one that I'm going to talk about here in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've never had them comment on my runs before, and it's nice because both of them have like just this week, like saying, "Hey, like thank you for choosing you know our nonprofit," or like, "Hey, keep knocking out, kill those runs." I'm like, it's so cool to have that extra level of support on that.
0: Yeah. High um, five!
1: <laughs> yeah, high five. And, uh, so doing that, that's felt really nice. It's kind of gotten my ass feeling a lot better because something that you know I've mentioned, like you know, physically working out, super important for mental health a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. And um, I got hit up by another nonprofit that I wanted to shout out to called Run for Grace. And uh, they told me you know they had read through some of my stuff. they liked some of my posts. they thought it was cool that I you know kind of brought in that element of you know health. Like the healthy body is very much a part of the practice of keeping a healthy mind. And anybody who deals with like long-term like mental health knows it's kind of a continual practice to stay on top of your shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, a big part of that practice is running and they really liked that. So they wanted to possibly feature me in a post sometime, but I thought it was really neat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their mission, I guess is to provide aid to those in need. Uh, They said the less fort, to those in need, the less fortunate, and to assist in the prevention of homelessness while promoting an active lifestyle with an emphasis on running. So, uh, homelessness is also another another um, issue that is near and dear to my heart, that we have a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of unnecessary judgment around. So, yeah. that was that was a pretty cool thing this week that I just, you know, it made me nerd out. I shared it on, like, my personal page, but like, oh my god, it's so cool that people are, like, rooting me on, and, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's nice like something that we have kind of missed is a lot of that human element during pandemics because you go back to those charity fun runs right and man strangers will root each other on at the drinking stop area like where they got got the cups or like you know any of the lap areas or any of the loved ones of the other people there so I didn't realize how nice it was to have a pat on the back so it's just been kind of nice to have it virtually uh, so yeah, shout out! Like shout out to your friends, by the way. If you haven't touched base with people in a minute,
0: you know, do that. High fives there, um, and also for the charities we mentioned, um, we will have their uh, links to their websites on our link tree, uh, which you'll be able to access by uh, hitting the, the show description. So they were kind enough to reach out to you. We're going to be kind enough to do what we can to give a signal boost, because um, especially with homelessness, I mean, if you live in Portland, you can't escape it. You
1: know. Oh yeah, it's so everywhere here. Like we we had some appointments um on the other side of town, mm. and uh, yeah, just all the little tent cities and stuff like that that you see of them. You know, they're trying to live and they're trying their best, and we perpetuate a lot of story as to why we think people are homeless, and a lot of those stories are wrong. So yeah, I, yeah I've known I... homeless. People, just saying, I've I've known a, a few that have been at least a stint of it in their life, and there's a lot of misunderstanding
0: there. <laughs> That, me here i mean it's it's happened i mean it, and and that's the, the, the there is an unnecessary stigma on on the homeless community that really needs to end and there needs to be a multifaceted approach to uh, i mean cuz there will always be a situation where somebody's going to find themselves out i mean it's it's we can't control all situations but when it comes to like it, it, take mental health for instance there are solutions for mental health that will that will give help to people people who are currently not getting it and doing what they can to survive on the streets when it comes to the situation we're facing right now um you know getting money into people's hands you know helping out with rent assistance you know helping out landlords who are relying upon this rent who can't get it because of the pandemic i mean uh, things like that and and just Doing what we can to just because like the the st- we have the same stigma around homelessness that we do about around people that get welfare and that needs to stop. Yes. Be- because I mean the, all the studies when it comes to like welfare and homeless show that a majority ninety nine percent of these people that are involved in this don't want to be and are doing what they can to get themselves out of that situation. It was things beyond their control that landed them there and they're just trying to survive.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah.
1: See, I think we're going to hit a theme of talking about some of these misunderstood things, you know. Um, I'd love to. It's something that I feel very passionate about because there's a lot of topics to hit on um, that I feel like our culture tries to spend more time justifying hating than spending a minute to educate themselves and understand why it happens. Like, yeah.
0: Like like abortion. I mean, because growing up in a conservative town like I did, there was a point that uh, in my early years where I would have said I was (laughs) pro-life. And the more I was exposed to w- stories about abortion and whatnot, the more my mind opened up that I realized I was wrong, you know, dead wrong about that. And, you know, it's it. But it's like because people are have this conception in their head now, thanks to douchebags like Jerry Falwell, that, you know, life begins at the moment of conception and whatnot, which no, it doesn't. Um, you know, we, we we're not solving the pr- some problems when it comes to unwanted childbirth that could be solved if we actually, you know, had had discussions in terms of helping out because, you know, the people that don't want abortion also don't want to put money into services that could help people, um, you know, in terms of, you know, just helping a period, you know, just, yeah, the, the more we, yeah, if we can do that, that would be great. Just the, the more, the, yeah, the more you hear about what life is really like for somebody, the less you can go back into yeah. your hole you know like like growing up i love the dukes of Hazzard, but once you understand what the general lee means to some people you can't watch that show anymore you just can't you know once your yeah. eyes are open you can't go back and if we can open some eyes that would be great
1: <laughs> Yeah. who knows hey you know what if any of our friends out there are priorly homeless people that would feel comfortable talking about that just reach out to us, because I know, like, the the few individuals that I know, I don't know how comfortable they would be. Like, mostly it's a public speaking issue for them, not that they're ashamed of their story. Well, but, right. um, yeah, so I, I would totally be down to have that conversation, because personally, no, I, I have not been. But have yeah. I been made aware of the massive amount of misunderstanding around the homeless community? Yes,
0: <laughs> very yeah. much so. Yeah, on a lighter topic this week, um, I got two more things I'll bring up here in in short uh, before we go to uh, what you wanted to talk about this week. First of all, Kim has a new cat.
1: I saw. It was so excited for its new home. It chewed its way out of the box. It was just so ready to be part of the family. It's like, give me the hell. Where's Schrodinger? Let me at him. Just tore at
0: it. Yeah, Kim the Geek, um, as we said on the show, recently lost uh, her longtime cat, Peach. And, you know, as anybody would be, was depressed for a while. And then uh, the other day uh, she told me that uh, she was thinking about getting this cat. And I says, why think? do it and you know she like anybody and I've done this myself of you know thinking of what about what about you know and and she would admit that she did it in this case but she said she was concerned like what would my other cats think if I got that and then I uh, But I, my my response to her was brilliant. I said, you know, what your cats would do? They would do what the the Force Ghosts of Obi Wan, Yoda, and Anakin did at the end of Return of the Jedi. They would, in their ghostly form, smile, lick themselves, and promptly go to sleep. Get that cat, and and yeah, Kim the Geek is definitely happy. And there was an odd coincidence too. And and if yeah, 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 I I saw that
1: too. (laughs) Yeah, she
0: posted. Um, didn't even realize this. Um, but that is a great about uh, the fa- Facebook bringing back your his- uh, history and previous messages. T- the day she brings her new cat home is the four-year anniversary of the day she brought Peach home. So... If, if my if my example to her was was correct, I mean this very much was that you know was was that uh, way of saying Tim is right. <laughs> but Kim the Geek got a new cat and yeah, just it, the, I guess they told her too that the cat uh, I guess had some issues at the shelter of being scared. so they said, keep the cat you know, secure in the room. but yeah, I mean, you saw the picture, the cat was like, "Fuck this, I'm free and was just like oh, looking yeah. out the window.
1: Uh, after years of working in shelters and my I worked uh, personally with rescue too with my mom that's actually how I got my ESA beans um uh-huh. she was a rescue cat through uh Really bad. We got the bad situation, so we wound up, like, hand-raising, like, little orphans and stuff. But cats, how they act, or any animal, how it acts in a shelter, could be totally different than how it acts at home. But, uh, yeah, so just a funny side note, though, to the Facebook memories. Like, a little bit bittersweet there, because whereas she's getting this sweet memory about Peach, right about now is when Facebook starts reminding me of that failed marriage I started um, right around (laughs) February at some point. Like, I just get those, and it's it's fine, like, by the way, like, my ex-husband and I, like, we actually get along well enough, like, it, it's one of those things where I, I picked right for my starter marriage, because there are no hard feelings, we didn't try to rip each other new assholes, and, like, we still have to interact from time to time, because there's this weird shit with our cars that, like, keep connecting us, like, I still keep getting his mail every now and then, but, uh, okay. yeah, uh, but I just think it's funny, like, this is the time you're was like, oh, yeah, I got married once upon a time. Like around around February ish.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, me and Facebook. Uh, when I love the Facebook memories, but it's been a couple of years now that I've done this. I will every day at midnight. I will go onto the Facebook memories and make sure that I haven't said anything stupid in the past. Because <laughs> like uh, at the start of uh, the 2010s, that's when I first got into Family Guy, and I had a, and I mentioned it on the show before. I had a habit of of like quoting lines from that show, especially Quagmire, without attributing the fact that it was coming from that show and the, the, you know with social media being what it is with companies you know scouring social media to you know see if someone is compatible for them or not it's just like maybe it's not a good idea to have unattributed quotes like Gwen, glenn quagmire on your social media page oh so, yeah yeah, yeah so- yeah, so going back, deleting that is uh, was good, and yeah, deleting stuff about my marriage was definitely nice. I don't have to, it, that was funny. Like when I when I first split from my ex, uh, my ex wife, one of the first uh, things I saw when I moved into my my apartment for the first time in 2016 was an old post where she and I had contemplated having like tattoos of each other's name on each other's yes. body, and I was like, Oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't do this. Yes, that was oh Oh, yeah uh
1: yeah thank goodness like nothing like that with with any of mine just uh i miss a dog that i used to have he he takes care of it i hope (laughs) i hope he's taking care of it i assume like i don't know there's been no sad posts or anything and then every now and then it's like hey they accidentally like registered your car here again like with me can you just remind them that we're divorced and (laughs) like update your address that's that's really it uh it's actually yeah. funny, I've seen him since the pandemic, he had to come by because he was doing something with a car, and he had to have my signature because of all of that mess, but, so yeah, at least yeah. he's nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I know when we had first met, you and him were just breaking off at that time, and it was hit or miss, as it would be when you're breaking up, but glad to see things are going a little bit better there.
1: We were roommates for a year after <laughs> we were divorced, so I mean, I guess it yeah. went okay. A much, much
0: better than mine. I mean, like, yeah, I I couldn't be a roommate with my ex-wife. God, that would, uh, what's left of my hair would go, flee. And I'd probably get an ulcer from all the drinking, but that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know um but oh one more thing i wanted to bring up too i I warned you in advance that this is something you're probably not going to have much to say on because it involves professional wrestling (laughs) i knew
1: it i could have called it all you had to say is like tracy you're going to be quiet for a solid five to twenty minutes i'll be like wrestling
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I, I know your friend uh, John on the f- uh, Facebook uh, page was excited about news that I posted about wrestling. But um, yeah. on AEW on Wednesday night on their show on TNT, a surprise entrant entered the ring and beat up their former champion. And it turned out to be a performer by the name of Kenta. Why is that important? Because Kenta doesn't work for AEW. He works for a company called New Japan Pro Wrestling, which... In Japan is essentially their WWF it's the number one wrestling promotion based out of Japan and for for that company for people that don't know they have a style of wrestling that they call strong style um, which long story short they literally beat the hell out of each other in the ring, even though the results are still predetermined. They're telling a story. They're a lot more physical in the ring than they are um, in American wrestling. So it's, it's nice to see them actually working with an American company again. Um, and also, too, for Roku fans, uh, today New Japan Pro Wrestling announced that they are going to have a show on the Roku channel. Um, starting February 11th, they're going to have a one-hour show detailing uh, you know, matches with some of their new performers. And they will also have some on-demand content uh, detailing some of uh, the classic history of uh, New Japan wrestling. Because New Japan Pro Wrestling has been around since the 70s. And in the past, they've had working agreements with the WWF, with WCW, with all the big names. So all the big American names have spent time in Japan. And there have been a number of Japanese names that uh, have you know, visited America on occasion so it's great to see these companies working together and as a wrestling fan it's great to see so many options so many companies working together too because in the past wrestling companies didn't really work together and if they did the few times that they did there was so much infighting and politics going on that the end results were always garbage but um, the different era now and uh, it's, it's, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan there's so much options and it's great to see a company like AEW that does uh, kind of practice what they preach in terms of inclusivity and whatnot they have um the the first uh, transgender performer on on a national level of professional wrestling was a champion um uh their their women's champion by the name of nyla rose they actually work with a company um uh, a sensory company for the audience that if you have stuff like a uh, um, like oh what is autism or something like that? You can the sensory
1: uh, they, disorder. There's there's a few uh, things that have yeah. Go ahead.
0: Yeah <laughs> yeah they yeah they have they have these kits um that they will provide free to the audience that shows under normal times of course that will allow them to enjoy the show without being overwhelmed. So they're, they're, the the company doing a lot of great stuff compared to their competitors in Connecticut um, who are aligning with political candidates who are starting insurrections and killing journalists. So but you know. Anyway, great time to be a wrestling fan. Now, you were nerding out about something this week here, so let's let you have the floor. Let's talk about narcissism.
1: Yes, uh, it's been a hot topic, you know, especially with our former president that stepped down. Um, uh, yeah so essentially you know like I was telling you I kind of wound up in a little bit of a back and forth I'm in a lot of support groups um, for people who are dealing with trauma Um, some of the groups I'm in are a little bit more specific but this one happened to be like a childhood trauma something and uh, yeah like I wound up having some back and forth about people calling certain other people narcissists and um, so I was taken back to an article I actually read along time ago that I felt kind of kick-started some of my change because I will admit this is something I totally was guilty of, um, and I wanted to share some of the reasons I decided to stop what I call hate labeling, um, Mm -hmm. and some of the even benefits that I've had since I've stopped doing that, you know. um, I feel like, generally speaking, our culture's come a long way with understanding some parts of mental illness. There's been a lot of really great awareness out there, and I even think most people know that it is not cool to discriminate against people with mental illnesses. However, we also have this little tendency um, to take a term that we feel like, um, mm, that we feel like describes somebody, like that we're diagnosing them, that we have learned about something and we're diagnosing it, Mm -hmm. and using it for our own means without thinking it all the way through. And I think the term narcissist is one of the most overused and possibly causing way more harm than a lot of people realize. Uh, And while I do love that more and more people are learning about the different mental diagnoses, it is a little bit gut-wrenching when we take these terms that are meant to help people identify an area of struggle and misappropriate it for hate. So. Anywho, let's go ahead and get into it, Um, just kind of the the overall, like, why I wanted to talk about it. You know, I'm sure you've seen the memes, right? People sharing, you know, narcissists will do this, and narcissists means of control or da-da-da. Yeah. (laughs) So while it is great to point out narcissisms, and I will get into where that is cool later, Like, Mm -hmm. there's just, there's a lot of stank on this term. So let's talk about narcissistic personality disorder. And the first thing to know about it is it is, like, incredibly rare. Very, very rare. Like, it's almost when you, if you understand anything about how the diagnostic statistical manual works Mm -hmm. and how anything gets diagnosed, there are some diagnoses that are, like, you basically have to not have anything else to have this. And I feel like when the more I've read about this over the years and trying to understand it, right it's that it's kind of one of those things like you you almost need to really not have anything else um it is so rare that they the dsm which is the what they call that for any cool kids in the psychology fields the dsm says between 0. 0.5 and 1% of the general population um have like narcissism to the level of it being a personality disorder so statistically speaking i'm sorry but your ex is probably not a narcissist guys Um, (laughs) but uh, plenty of other
0: names but not narcissists
1: yeah um, you know I mentioned my page I, I because you know, a lot of it is inspired. The stuff that I post and I create for that page, it's inspired by conversations that happen in these support groups, you know, may it be for the childhood trauma or people dealing with parental alienation and things like that. Um, a lot of it's inspired either there or with my own meditation thoughts. So, you know, I'd recently (laughs) made a thing about narcissists. Like, you know, some people are just fucking assholes. Like they're, there's nothing about them. That's actually textbook narcissists. They're just assholes, but you know, Mm -hmm. so, I wanted to I, I broke it down, I think I've got like four major reasons why I personally stopped hate labeling with the narcissist term. All right. So number one, and this was a personal realization, I actually don't remember reading this anywhere, but hypervigilance, um, that's actually a symptom of PTSD and C P T S D, so complex PTSD for those that don't know what that is. And I realized I was actually indulging in that behavior by constantly being all on the hunt for all of the narcissists around me. Uh, <laughs> so
0: Survivor Narcissist Hunter, yeah. <laughs> narcissist
1: hunter. Like I was I was so I was on a mission, man. I, I felt like I'd already been a real victim of one, you know, in in my younger years and and possibly like almost like A trend of it, uh, which Mm. can happen with CPTSD people, is they tend to notice trends of abuse. So that put me in such a defensive state that I felt like I needed to identify it quickly. Like, ooh, I'm going to spot all these narcissists. I'm not going to let them anywhere near me. Um, And, yeah, of course, survivors of abuse can sometimes present a hypervigilant nature. (laughs) (laughs) When it comes to, oh, my God, they're everywhere. And so that's also a weird side effect of when we overshare this term. It gives people who have been victimized in the past this idea that they're victimizers that are going to find them because they have already been victimized in the past. It gives them a sense that they're everywhere. So it's actually damaging on two levels. Um, I'm also, when I was participating into it, I was feeding into my own unhealthy hypervigilance. But then if you're sharing on your own personal media because you want to throw some stank at your ex, you're giving other people that have, like, a history of it, a very concerning sense that their enemies are everywhere. So that was the probably number one groundbreaking thing that made me go, I need to stop doing that. I need to be more aware of, like... What I'm sharing and having that difference of an awareness towards a narcissism versus saying narcissists do this thing that actually a lot of people do because we have kind of um, an entitlement culture like we, we do. And it's it's the have it mm-hmm. your way culture, right? Like the customer is always right culture. It's we've had this embedded. So you can't really say that the selfishness is always an indicator of narcissism when it's in our culture. Um right. So, anyway, that's kind of my number one reason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Number one.
1: Number one. So, reason number two. Labeling someone as a narcissist is actually excusing their behavior is not their fault. Because what is an indicator of, like, a mental illness or, you know, disorder? It's supposed to imply that it's not within their control. And this goes back to, like, uh, you know, sometimes people are assholes and maybe we shouldn't scapegoat them for being assholes. And uh, when people are just labeling somebody as a narcissist, they're also kind of using it as an excuse not to hold people accountable for their shit behavior. You know, because they're a narcissist anyway, so they're not going to listen to me, so why should I hold them accountable for it? So it's actually kind of silly and damaging on both ends of that. Like, you're not holding assholes accountable. Like... (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I thought we weren't going to talk about current events here. You know? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of goes into um, an analogy that I made that kind of helped made it click for one friend of mine. Is There is a huge difference between someone who chooses to lie because they feel it will benefit them best and someone who suffers from having a compulsion to lie whether they want to or not. And a narcissist will display narcissistic behaviors whether they want to or not. Whereas an asshole is just being an asshole because they think it serves them. And those are two totally different reasons for behavior. Yeah. So, again, you're labeling someone this way and you're saying, I believe you're not going to change. So, by the way, what inspiration does that give them to not be an asshole anymore if you're saying, I believe you can't change?
0: Uh, yeah, and it's and sorry to interrupt there. I do think that a lot of times in this country we. I mean, sometimes we as a country do like it when people change like Robert Downey Jr., for instance, you know, for, you know, up until the mid-2000s, he was you know, wasn't able to get a job just because of his drug addiction and and, and whatnot, but now uh, you know, he's able to turn his life around and we were able to celebrate that, but, you know, look at Lindsay Lohan as well, and just more often than not we just have the idea that they're not going to change, so we just ridicule them and don't do what we can to put that hand out to you know support um and then having said that if you put the hand out to support somebody and they keep on screwing you over that's a different thing altogether but if you are instantly going with you are instantly bad and you will never change and there is no room for growth ever how does that that doesn't help anybody
1: exactly so next reason number three it's causing all of the quote normal folks out there <laughs> to bypass some much needed self reflection. Um, sometimes it's also called shadow work. Uh, shadow work kind of comes from a background of uh, Carl Jung, so Jungian psychology, um, mm-hmm. of the shadow self. So the self that you maybe are ignorant to or that you don't see. Like, you, you guys could totally go and read. Like, I love the whole shadow self stuff, and it's totally worth opening your mind into. Um, But yeah, basically, when a term is misappropriated and used to the point that it becomes synonymous with evil, what about that is going to make anybody want to find those things in themselves and fix them? Like, for example, road rage, in a sense, is a form of narcissism. You automatically think you're right, man. Oh, I I was never more right in my life than when I was cussing at a car and the safety of my windows being rolled up, man. Like that was that was a real narcissistic behavior that I had. Oh, having a narcissistic behavior or a narcissism does not a narcissist make. But did I need to work on that thing? Oh, totally. Because that served fucking nothing. It did almost cause some accidents a few times because I was so <laughs> mad and worked up because I couldn't be wrong in understanding and how awful and wrong what that shit bag in front of me just did. Right. But now it's more like I'll breathe and be like... <sighs> Everybody's trying their best. Like it's become a mantra.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Yes,
1: because that instant knee jerk of self-biasedness actually is a narcissism and we all deserve to challenge that sometimes. So when we take a term and be like, that's narcissistic or that's a narcissism and we make it synonymous with evil and bad and asshole, it doesn't make any of us want to do that self-challenging work that actually makes us grow and mature and be better humans so, uh, that to me, big reason number three is literally stunting people's growth because we're m- misusing a term to make it mean something else.
0: Yeah. Oh, the road rage. I. <laughs> Few months ba- few months back, um, uh, Aubrey and I were heading home for something, and I guess there was some construction on the highway exit by our place, and um, there was a it, it forced the exit to be only one lane, and cars were merging. But then you had other the assholes that would do the normal drive as far as they can in the lane that will be closed until they could merge in, and and there was one woman that was trying to like force away way in front of us, but the professor was. Like, there's one line you fucking cunt get in the fucking line. <laughs> and it was I sat in the seat, I laughed my ass off.
1: <laughs> yeah, there there are times that I realized like I realized it was unhealthy at one point when I had to pull over because I was so worked up I like was shaking and couldn't fucking see straight. And I'm like this is not good for my health. And it's like, i the road rage honestly surprises a lot of my friends. I am not like an anger-fueled monster. You know, I... Generally speaking, most people, when I have told them, like, how bad that road rage instinct, that self-bias, when I'm behind the fucking wheel is, are Mm -hmm. surprised at what I tell them, like, how I used to cuss at people. Because that's so not me. And that makes it even more deserving to look into. Like, when you look at something that you've done and you're like, why the fuck did I do that? Instead of instantly getting defensive, look at that. Like, that is so your brain telling you something. Like, hey, like, maybe you don't like that you do that thing. I don't know. It doesn't seem like the epitome of maturity to yell at a vehicle, but I don't know what their day was. They could have just had the most upsetting conversation of their life and they're just trying to get home. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So need to stop judging people like stop looking for permission to judge people.
0: Uh, well, I got one. Uh, it, so the professor doesn't get mad at me, I will say a road rage story of mine. Um, it was in, back in Grand Rapids, and it was a mall um, on Alpine. It was the strip mall. I'm um, not the best, but it was busy that day, and I was trying to drive to a parking spot. That's when Media Play was still open. Um, I don't know if you remember that store, if you had any uh, where you're at, but driving there slow, and there was a car in front of me that was going real slow, and it was just like, fuck you, you son, and just screaming at the top of my lungs, go to hell. I'll eat shit, and that's when the passenger got out. The passenger was a nun. Oh. <laughs> and at that point, it was just,
1: bye. <laughs> oh, that is epic. Yeah, no, I, I haven't had a dope moment. I did have a, <laughs> this is why people get shot because you're in an open carry state, Tracy. Like, <laughs> like well, really, like, I don't know who I'm yelling at if, if I'm like, Like, verbally, like, attacking somebody that I don't know who they are, what they have. Like, those stories do exist. They're not common. Like, don't suddenly get scared that you're going to get shot for road rage. I'm just saying it can happen. So maybe I can remove myself from the statistical possibility by, like, not yelling at strangers that I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, some big guy comes, hey, what are you doing? You know, it's out of a gun or something. Anyway,
1: (laughs) in Arizona. And then... Lastly, and I think this is another one that I I hope like touches home with some people. And, you know, I, I'm not the type of person, like I joke that I, I, what is it? I convert people. Um, (laughs) And while like, I I do kind of think that I could convert some people to stop overusing this term. Like I will always respect people going, nah, I'm going to do whatever I do. Like do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. But to me the one that I think that hits home is this kind of final argument is when you use the term narcissist, and you really mean asshole, you're actually discriminating against a demographic of people who suffer from a very real and very rare disorder. Um, when you use one term to mean something hateful, that's where you start going into that hate speech territory, right? Like, please yeah. tell me if you think I'm crazy, because that is an opinion of mine with this. Like, I think we're getting into hate speech territory with narcissists. It's...
0: Um, Well, I mean, it's the same thing as ableist language. I mean, like, uh, uh, you know, like I have a a follower on Twitter who's blind and um, there was uh, I I forgot what I specifically said, but it was just like a common phrase in regards to uh, like something is something in regards to you know, like sight or something like that. And uh, just the way I worded it, you know, she, you know, came out and asked me, are you, are you sure you meant it that way? And I was like, what? Oh wait, you know, I did not. But, uh, you know, I mean, you do, it, it, you don't realize how language can, it, it does have uh, because of its roots. I mean, I, you know, briefly, I, I, you know, we, we discussed possibly talking about a particular topic today about how grammar in and of itself could be viewed as racist um because with um because if you think about it when it comes to language the language has been set by the people that invaded this land and you know and and there are other things there but um yeah yeah, yeah. anyway anyway
1: no i totally worth exploring because you do have a point but then you get into like it's also it's really about the education right because I feel like hillbillies are discriminated against by how they talk like so when we had brought this up before it's like oh I could totally see the point of that I'm not sure that's the best approach because I think it's good to teach some things but yeah I I get the awareness of that but I don't want to get too much on that topic I think we're going to cover that sometime Um, Uh, especially especially if Professor Aubrey gets on because I have thoughts like uh, that's the problem. See, I have thoughts and I start proselytizing. It's just my bad.
0: Well, I, I'm I, <laughs> well I also suspect, too, we may uh, you may uh, if you hear this on page, if you uh, listen to our next episode on Patreon, we may discuss it a, a little bit on that episode, too, because I know Big yeah. Mouth kind of kind of um, uh, kind of briefly uh, talked about it with a code switching scene. But Big.
1: Exactly. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so going into that hate speech territory, plus there's a lot of misunderstanding on how many other far more common mental health uh, diagnoses present. You mm. know, for example, I think the most popular memes I see about narcissists is how they're like so controlling, which is interesting because I actually popped over to try to see what the latest said, what the, the most current version of the Diagnostic Statistical Manual says, and I don't show, like, controlling isn't under there. Um, however, it is more likely to be a manifestation of something called hypervigilance, which is a symptom of PTSD, CPTSD, and also can be a way that depression and anxiety can manifest in trying to control everything. Um, You know, and somebody who posts a lot of selfies, by the way, may actually be somebody who's struggling with dysmorphia or has a lost sense of timeline, which is another PTSD, CPTSD, depression, and anxiety symptoms, and the reason all of those terms sound more familiar than, like, narcissistic personality disorder, which is NPD, like if you mm-hmm. say NPD, most people don't actually know what you're talking about. Like we do understand that depression, anxiety, CPT or CPTSD and PTSD are far more common. Like we know those. And so uh, when you call someone a narcissist, follow this one here, when you call someone a narcissist and you really mean asshole and you are then applying it to someone who has a totally different much more common issue, you're not only perpetuating hate against the diagnosed narcissist, you're also perpetuating further misunderstanding of other issues that you are more likely to run run into these days. And depression, anxiety, PTSD, OCD, like that's just the top of the list. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of far more common things that present in complicated ways. There is a reason that psychologists and psychiatrists who are the ones that are actually the doctors that decide that people have this go to school for so long. Like it's a degree I started and I didn't end up finishing it. But a lot that you learn when you start your psychology degree is that you are always in education mode. So they're also still very much learning about this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and I'm not saying that we should go and, you know, cuddle your local narcissist, that I'm not saying that narcissists are totally safe, happy people, like, especially if they're not in treatment and they really do have this. Um, I'm just saying maybe we should stop using this term for a very real thing and using it to have a hissy fit because we're mad at somebody and we want to post a passive aggressive public post. Um, So... The last little bit of that is not only are we possibly causing misunderstandings with more common issues and unnecessarily, you know, also making people hate them. Because, again, that person, they don't have PTSD. They're a narcissist. Oh, my gosh. Seclude a person with PTSD? Are you fucking nuts? Like, that's a lot of what leads to some of the suicidal ideation. But anyway, yeah. but um, uh, the last part of it is, like, we're also acting like somebody just woke up one day and decided... You know what sounds good, Tim? I'm going to be a narcissist from here going forward. This is a choice that I am making. And that is not the fuck how that works. Uh, Because actually, the exact cause of NPD is not known. Um, They think that it may result from a combination of factors that include childhood trauma, Uh, something to do with like maybe you were raised by a narcissist Um, there's even some theory about genetic history or possibly even something about hypersensitivity to textures so uh, this isn't something that somebody decided to be one day so when somebody does actually suffer from narcissism um, it wasn't like that it was their choice it might even be in combination with another traumatic induced thing um so anywho I think that's my whole spiel uh I hope you guys enjoyed listening along I hope I wasn't too like I try not to be aggressive about these things because when I get impassioned I feel like I come off very intense but uh believe whatever you want to believe this is just my humble opinion on shit and uh why I personally stopped doing that that I used to be guilty of.
0: <laughs> and it is important to bring it up. Yeah, because, uh, you know, I don't want, me personally, I don't want to do the things that I critique other people of doing, you know, and you see it a lot in politics, uh, obviously, where, you know, people, uh, the progressives will lambast anything a conservative does, but if it turns out a progressive is kind of doing the same thing, they'll say, well, it's okay, you know, and and, and we, no, it's not okay, you know, and and we need to have... To your point, yeah, we we can't coddle Hmm. people, we can't let people use a label as a way to run over people, and people do have to be held responsible for their actions, but we can also watch what we say, too, because... Yeah, I don't want to be the cause of somebody feeling that they can't talk to somebody about something just because I made a stupid comment. You know, I mean, I I make stupid comments all the time, and and I I just you know I, I would feel horrible if 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 somebody came to me and says because of something you said. I felt I couldn't get help for this, and p- it, it, I don't want that on my head, and people p- people should definitely have that in the back of their head when they're talking, when they're thinking about posting a meme. Um, you know, I posted something, there's a page I follow, Polyland, that had that had a nice little Twitter quote that I posted on our Facebook page about, you know, when you're thinking about saying something mean, take a breath, do this, do that, and then just don't fucking do it. Don't yeah. fucking do it um yeah just it's it, it doesn't help anybody because like you know there are plenty of people i know i could i you know i, I could easily lash out at with words on, on social media and it would feel good doing it doesn't mean it's right
1: oh man nothing feels better than hate sharing a meme for just that second it's just so good it feels so fucking good especially if you're convinced they're gonna see it Oh, my God, it feels amazing if you're convinced that that person is actually going to stalk your Facebook and see it. Ah, it's delicious, right? But, like, no, it, it's it's also the point. And to go back to something you said, when we hate on narcissi- narcissists, when we go, oh, he's such a narcissist, okay? Like, people out there who struggle with depression and anxiety may relate to this. But when you feel like something about you is broken or bad, it is incredibly hard to ask for help. So I don't know if you say something shitty like that in front of somebody who maybe suspects that they struggle with narcissism, you are making them self-conscious and unable to even get help. And with that, I will say I would gladly hang out with a narcissist in treatment before some asshole who wants to throw hate labeling around to throw shade at their ex any day. Any day I would hang out with that person over the other
0: Yeah, this logic is one of the reasons why I left Christianity because they have the same mindset when it comes to homosexuals. You know, I mean, you know, because I remember being uh, when I was a Presbyterian at one point, there was a woman who came like they had a part of the service where you could have people come up and give a prayer request. And she talked about, um, you know, being in Kalamazoo and seeing two guys in a park holding hands and they kissed. (gasps) oh my goodness, and she wanted to pray for them. And I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking, let's go with the premise that the Bible is right for the sake of argument. Let's say it is wrong. And let's say there's somebody out there who's struggling with something that's And to be clear, it is not wrong. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm just devil's advocate thinking it out. Let's say there's a person who's having questions about their life and thinking, what do people commonly do when they're at the bottom part of their life? They think, let me get religion. What's going to happen to that person if they walk through the door and they hear that on the stage? Yeah. How is that going to be welcoming to that person? Again, homosexuality is not wrong. I was only doing that you know stating that for the sake of argument, but if if yeah, if if the Christian attitude against homosexuality was really truly about helping their fellow man out. You're not going to do that by, you know, doing the Westboro Baptist Church thing. You know, God hates fags. You're not going to oh, do it. Oh man, like, we could totally
1: like, talk on end about them because that's not what they're about. They do not care about getting more people with them specifically. Uh, but, yeah, the, like that. The, that's not yeah, welcoming. The, at all, that's
0: but, that's on the extreme end. It's it's more it in extreme, regards to that it's that still church done. Thing. It's still
1: done. Fear tactic stuff is still done. And we could totally, oh, you want to get me on another topic I'm passionate about? Recovery from religion, man. That is a topic that is another one that begs to be talked about. Like traumatizing kids. Let's talk about that one. Um, I actually got into a back and forth on, uh, so I don't think I've ever mentioned the name of my page on the show, which I will now. It's uh, There Is Life After Trauma.
0: It'll and be on our, both our it, Facebook page and group. We will it, promote it.
1: It will, yeah. because I, I do try to make good shareables, and one specifically I wanted to mention was the Psychology Today article um, that I had run across years ago. When all this came up, I felt inspired. I went and found it. And something I try to do when I share a meme mm-hmm. that talks about something is, I don't know, cite the source, uh, especially if it's trying to talk about anything with fact because another thing that I know Tim and I want to go into is how we need to stop fucking gaslighting each other as <laughs> a society. And a lot of that is happening through our memes. Yeah. Um, so, but these are all like totally, I, I think, I think it's well past due for us to nerd out on some uh, mental health stuff, man. Uh, so well, maybe guess we, what? Maybe we February,
0: February will be mental health month on friends talking nerdy. How about that?
1: Well, maybe, because I thought we were going to try to do something with, like, Valentine's Day for next week, but at least we'll cycle through some No, no, we, we can tie, future. it's oh, yeah. possible
0: that tie, we could tie that in, it could be done. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: to be fair, like, love does make people crazy. <laughs> uh,
0: well, thankfully, I've never, ever had any, any sort of negative, anyway. <laughs> <bad joke. laughs> oh, You've you, you
1: never had love? Is that what you were
0: going to say? No, <laughs> uh, I was going to, yeah you know <laughs> oh, no, you're
1: totally lovable you're lovable uh
0: i have my moments yeah But any you do. so uh,
1: do whatever you want with all of that information um if you have questions there's the internet knock yourself out you can <laughs> if you want to start a conversation on the page i'm i'm not i'm totally down to talk about it um i feel kind of strongly about it and it's something that i would stand up for is we just got to stop it And a lot of it is because we do have that knee-jerk reaction. We want to look for that defense, right? We want to look for that permission to judge people because there is something satisfying about it. Mm -hmm. But we got to stop. And by the way, if you ever get the urge to just, like, share that, yeah, narcissists do this thing, I have a sneaking suspicion that if you're honest with yourself, you either do do (laughs) or used to do it. Either do or used to do it. Yeah. so just check your intention before you share stuff that's, that's all I ask of anybody in humanity
0: alright and on that note I think we will wrap things up for this week unless you have anything else to say
1: no I think I've, I've talked enough for this one uh, next episode Tim will go on endlessly about wrestling so I will say nothing no <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I, you know, I like to throw in wrestling every now and then, but I've not, I don't think I will ever meet a fellow co-host that will have as much passion for wrestling as I do, and even then, I don't like talking about it all the time either, so yeah. save it for, like, special topics here and
1: there. Exactly, so, but yeah. yes, hopefully it wasn't too boring today, guys. If Maybe if we uh, get interesting feedback, we'll definitely do more, because, oh gosh, I think we could just hit a mental health topic like every now and then because there's so many
0: well that's the thing too i mean just it it, it, it could also be tied into other things as well so i mean primarily in the past we've discussed pop culture stuff but you could easily bring up mental health issues in regards to specific pop culture i mean um what was that pixar movie where everything happened inside the kid's head and like each little each little character was like a manifestation of like "Mm, yeah
1: I love it because it was an Amy Poehler movie, and I can't think of yeah. it. Lewis was uh,
0: inside out. Yeah, inside out inside out. Okay.
1: Very good movie on emotions. That's another really good because uh, I know with our episode by episode Review of Big Mouth, I've talked a lot about really appreciating the depictions. Mm-hmm. and that's another separate movie that I think did a really bang up job like depicting the things and like making it visual so that people can maybe understand a little bit
0: better. All right, all right, well, and you uh, we end the note on a good movie recommendation, look at that hey we're Yay. we're doing stuff Lots here so. yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up here then. We thank you all for listening. Um, Remember to check out our Patreon page. We are going to continue to put on exclusive content on Patreon, um, which will eventually over time make its way to the main podcast feed. Um, Have you had any feedback about the since episode one was released on our main podcast feed? Have you had any feedback about that?
1: Not to me directly, but uh, I don't know. My brother probably doesn't even listen to this. So shout out to your sister for at least listening to the show. Just throw uh, that out
0: there. Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully I didn't insult her too much. <laughs> <laughs> I can insult my
1: brother all the fuck I want. Like, even if yeah. he listened to it, he would just take it. Like, he gave me so much shit as kids. He's like, nah, I probably deserve it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> well, Anyway, on that note, we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye. Subscribe to Friends Talking Nerdy on iTunes, the Google Play Music Store, as well as Spotify. Remember to support Friends Talking Nerdy on Patreon. Goodbye, darling.